Hello and welcome to PTC Cast episode 24, where I wear my headphones like this the entire episode. Wow. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Today, Chris and I talk about caffeine intake and approaching your training. Yes. How you should approach your training from the light side or the dark side. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you all enjoy the podcast. It's brought to you by progressthroughchange.com, where you can get your four easy habits for fat loss guide. It takes about 10 to 15 seconds to get downloaded. It'll change your life. It will. Enjoy the show. Yes. Because I can't, like, I don't know. I don't want to, ooh, no, whoa, ooh, whoa, shit. Oh, whoa. Shit. Can't see anything because yeah, of that audio meter. I'm going to keep my sleeves on then. I'm going to just, as a matter of fact, I'm going to pull my sleeves down a little bit. Bro, you got black to hide them. Yeah. See, I ain't got no triceps. I'm nice and put away. I got no triceps. No triceps? No triceps. All biceps. Bro, I've had triceps since, like, um, high school. There's yeah, because you, you bench with your triceps, man. Well, no, dude. Um, you actually, used to really bench with your triceps. I used to. Yeah, I used yeah. to be like this right here, but mm-hmm. now I'm doing the... Yeah. Like... Yeah. Well, that's why, that's why your chest has changed so much in the last like six months. I think so, dude. And yeah. it's actually gotten... Um, it's actually gotten smaller because I laid off of the... Um, like the dumbbell bench press and stuff. Really? Um, so, I, yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited to finish up with this meat and go for like a more aesthetic look bodybuilding look yeah some bodybuilding shit bro i'm actually really excited for that just because i don't know i've never i've never really done that mm-hmm. you know in high school it was it was fun doing oh i'm sorry Corey. in <laughs> high school it was fun doing like working out with my friends and stuff but we didn't really know what we were doing yeah you're you know, just kind of hitting the weight room and getting after it like, yeah, yeah we're doing like you know the easy e- easy curl bicep curls yeah, dude um, i used to be benching curls every day man my, oh hell yeah man, my first like year and a half of having a gym membership it was literally just like benching curls five days a week benching uh, curls, i'd dude. do some push downs and like some lateral raises too but. dude lateral raises are these right yeah I don't know why I asked that. <laughs> you know that, but dude, those are amazing because it just it just gives you a three D look. That shoulder, and bump. you're just looking all swole. Yeah. But and then, like you know, an hour or two, it just leaves. Yeah, man. I was gonna say. I guess as a power lifter, your your lateral raise is not super important. I do do them though. Yeah. I guess for like uh, blood flow and honestly, um, just to keep my shoulders healthy. Yeah. Like I have to. If I have any pain in my shoulders, then that immediately affects my bench. Even if it. Yeah isn't physical and it's all mental like yeah. it's there lateral you know? raises are in everybody's program to some extent whether cable or dumbbell or whatever just because everybody likes to have that cap shoulder look now. oh yeah dude and it's important for the health of your shoulder as well and the way it works and synchronization with your scapula so mm-hmm. yeah that's that's some important stuff i think but i got very sciencey a very sciencey indubitably indubitably right? yeah. <laughs> but um you you had said you were also um laying off the caffeine a little bit yeah dude um so as I sip my, my coffee. I know, right? So for the people who, you know, just a little catch up. Last week, I was just like really, really anxious. And, you know, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, um, dude, I was drinking, you know, a full cup of rich uh, coffee a day. And then on top of, you know, like two, sometimes three scoops of um, pre-workout. No, not three. I think the most I would do is like two and a half scoops of pre-workout. So, so you're talking like five to 750 milligrams of caffeine yeah, a day. N- not every day, but... Training days. Yeah, exactly. Training days, which was about four days a week. Yeah. Um, and even though my sleep was good, like I was just always feeling, you know, wired and um, 
honestly kind of suffocated caffeine you know all day anxious. yeah Too which much caffeine definitely makes me anxious yeah and i didn't you know i'm not i didn't think about it until now like i thought that was just normal i thought that was me just you know being focused and stuff but yeah right now i'm laying off of the caffeine um i know that during my workouts i always thought that more caffeine was better but you know what I realized is when I was taking, you know, more than one scoop of caffeine, what would happen is maybe for the first 30 to 45 minutes, I'd be, you know, on point yeah. and just like just wired yeah. and being invincible. But and then after that, like everything was just gone. And I was just like, oh, I have to do another set. And then, you know, usually my workouts it last. It you out quick. Yeah. Usually my workouts last between you know, two and a half to, you know, three and a half hours. And on my heavy leg days, it's, you know, four hours. So I need a, Jesus. yeah, I can't be, and that's only during prep. I can't be, um, you know, already feeling out of energy 45 right. minutes in. Like that's literally unacceptable. So, well, I think, I think every wave kind of comes with its, its peaks and valleys, right? So it's like, yeah. if you're going to crank yourself up on all this caffeine, eventually you got to come right back down, man. And yeah. if you're pounding it all at once and then you're highly exerting yourself and, you know, whatever your first two, three squat sets. I mean, then that peak is fast and you're essentially screwed for the rest of the workout. Exactly, dude. One thing that did help with that was, you know, um, eating a bunch of carbs before, you know, that crash, Mm -hmm. but, and that was only, you know, for training. Um, but still like I, I now know, you know, 200 milligrams of caffeine is more than enough for a fantastic workout. Like even when it comes to my peaking, um, or my, you know, top, uh sets where you know i'm doing like three three reps or two reps or whatever like there's no need for more than 200 milligrams of caffeine because all it does is just for me at least it you know gets me wired but and then once the crash starts coming i'm like oh shit yeah am i gonna be able to do this oh why am i feeling this way i should be feeling like wired as heck right you know this doesn't make any sense and then you start unfocusing on what you need to be doing so yeah right now i'm you know no coffee and I'm actually taking half a scoop of pre-workout. Today I have to squat like seven, 775 for max reps, and I'm only going to take half a scoop. Maybe, you know, 30 minutes before my top set, I'll take another half a scoop. But that's a big maybe. Sure. You know, so. You're just kind of trying to keep a lid on it, basically. Exactly, dude. Yeah, trying to keep yourself from overdoing it. Yeah, you know, I've I've stuck with black coffee for pre-workout for a while now. Um, for a minute there, I was using like some non-stim pre-workouts that are just like, uh, you know, whatever citrulline or they're just pump formulas or focus formulas yeah. or whatever. But, um, no, man, I, I really just stick with the black coffee these days. Um, I do, um, I do a lot of beetroot powder as well, which is like a vasodilator. So it just helps with blood flow. So I try to keep my shit as, as really as simple as I can. Does that make the but, blood um, vessels smaller or bigger, bigger, bigger right? So they, yeah. So blood can flow a little easier. Okay. Yeah. Got you. But, um, so that's really kind of what I've stuck with and because I also kind of found the same thing with my pre-work when I was doing caffeinated pre-workouts was it just left me a little too like, ah, man, that, that first, that high is great. Mm-hmm. You know, that first like, whew, you're like, you're there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you want to shake your face and blink a lot and you're just like, oh, here we yeah, go. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You're just like ready to go. Uh-huh. But man, for me, it just died so quick. Like yeah, I would dude. get like two good sets, maybe, and that's it. And I just can't, like I have, you know, whatever, 10 sets to go through in a workout or something like that. Like it just didn't work for me. I wonder why that is because I know that when I drink like, you know, coffee at a coffee shop or just at home or something that, I mean, I'm guessing it's the caffeine will last for, you know, a good four yeah. four hours. But yeah, when you take 
or at least for me and it sounds like for you when you take a massive amount of caffeine and then you go you know lift some weights it's it's it dies off really quick and I, part of me wonder is if that has to do with uh like synthetic or natural caffeine mm. right and i don't that could be like a bro science thing don't quote me on that but part of me just wonders if like okay black coffee the caffeine comes straight from a plant so maybe it's less you know modified or played with and mm. it's in your it's not mixed with a lot of different things too like in whatever pre-workouts you're oh, taking yeah. you know I'm sure it has other things aside from just caffeine in it, right? Whether it's beta alanine or citrulline or whatever that means. But who knows? Maybe like the combination of those things could, you know, kind of crash you down. But I, yeah. I, I truthfully think that like every peak comes with a valley. Yeah. So I don't think there's any pre-workout that like is going to jack you up and keep you up through the whole workout unless you're just like, unless you're just slamming it like every hour and you just don't care about your heart or your health. <laughs> like, yeah. So I don't okay, sorry about that, guys. It uh, looks like we actually ran out of memory on the memory card, but we are back and rolling now. So we were just talking about um, the really, really highs and what I think it was when it comes to the crashes of the caffeine. So I'm wondering if what happens is with like all the caffeine and the stimulants, stimulants, you know, we get to these really, really high levels of just performance you know, our body just like running through whatever yeah. it has. Yeah. And then it gets to the point where it just has no more like immediate things to draw from. And then that's when we crush. The reason why I say that is because I noticed that whenever I, or I, what I started to do was taking like 50 to 75 grams of carbohydrates about 30 minutes into my workouts. Mm -hmm. And that would actually avoid the crash. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. Like maybe we just, didn't have enough fuel to maintain that high. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I wonder if part of that is pre-workout nutrition as well. Is what? Pre-workout nutrition? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That, that has to be a huge thing. But, you know, I feel like I take in quite a bit of carbs and, you know, pre-workout. Mm -hmm. I say quite a bit, but, you know, I take in like two Eggo waffles with, <laughs> I know, yeah. uh, two Eggo waffles with a tablespoon of peanut butter and a tablespoon of jelly. Okay, so you're probably good there. Yeah, and that's like, You're I think, 60 there. grams of carbs with a little bit of fats yeah. and, you know, a little bit of proteins. But, yeah, um, I guess I don't know. But, you know, just don't even, why am I looking over there? Just, we should just, we would be so much better if we just chilled on the caffeine when it came to our, comes to our workouts. There's, there's, we don't need to deal with all the high stress bs when yeah. we can do that by ourselves yeah you know without the caffeine i think it's kind of the same conversation to be had as like you know training from an angry place versus a fun place yeah, you know what dude. i mean like it just using that i'm gonna get a little bro sciencey here man but <laughs> using that like that intense energy like it it comes with a cost it's draining you know what i mean bro. yeah it's draining that's like the best way i can put it and it's you can tell the difference after the set too. If your set comes from a place of like, all right, I'm going to fuck it up. Like I'm getting after it here and mm -hmm. you're, you know, whatever you're shaking and your, your head spinning and everything like, and you're just ready to literally like attack at the end of that set, you're going to feel wrecked. Yeah. I did 235 for 20 on deads earlier this week. And that was the rest of my workout was like, non-existent <laughs> yeah mm. yeah but it was because i i did that and i'm not saying you know that's a good bite or bad right wrong thing but i'm just saying like is it worth it yeah and it's just like every every 
every approach you take has some sort of like cost benefit to it, you know? And so Uh if, if I'm someone, you know, going into a a full back training session, right. And I absolutely toast myself on one set of deadlifts, like, you know, to the bank, every single thing I have in me, like, you know, I I, I might be screwing the rest of the workout Mm -hmm. and that's not, that's not optimal. That's not ideal. So it's like, how do you keep a lid on it? Well, in my opinion, it's trying to not be so angry and aggressive and caffeinated and just wired to the gills. You know what I mean? And I also have this thing too, again, a little bro sciencey, man, but think about it. Like when we get super aggressive and angry and, and head bangy and I do it as much as the next guy, I'm not saying it's wrong, right or bad or whatever, but I really think that we, we tie exercise to that feeling. Yeah. I feel like we actually create a negative relationship to exercise. Oh, Does that make sense? Like a stressful because, relationship. Because, yeah, exa- yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly, a stressful yeah. relationship because you, you get yourself all wired up and anxious and you jack your heart rate up and then you, you know, slam the weights and, and you kill it and you get after it. But then your body's like, oh my God, I just fought a bear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and so you're Let's just- Let's not ever do that again. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And, and you know, again, maybe that gets you whatever, the extra couple of reps, the hard set, what you wanted out of that. And that's mm. great. But, you know, if you approach it from a place of- um Maybe not even calm, but just calm or fun or relaxed or not not relaxed, but like challenging with, but not with intent. Right. Yeah, and like for yourself, and there's just a different methodology about it, man. Mm-hmm. It's it's literally like the Star Wars dark side light side thing, man. Yeah, like it's there. There's a very there's a very important factor to be considered in how you're relating and tying exercise with your brain and your spirit. We'll call it. Does that make sense? Does that does that sound a little too woo-woo? What do you think? No, dude, it does make sense. And I remember when I was inexperienced when it came to my programming, you know, I would do exactly that. Literally yeah. every set was yeah. balls to the wall. And yeah. what would happen is I would not want to work out. Yeah, I would show up and, you know, do the same thing over again. But yeah. it was always, you know, like, oh, I got to put myself through four hours of this again. Mm-hmm. Like, I do not want to do this, but... It's just that relationship yeah, and with, I, with training. I think the point in that is, like, it's not sustainable. You know, I was able to do that when I was big and fat because of how much I was feeding myself and how much I was sleeping. But, you know, after I lost all the weight and I kept on trying to do that, you know, I was passing out almost after, or after almost every single lift. And, you know, every every set was a life or death thing. And then not only that, I wasn't able to recover for the next workout you know i would go in the next workout just drained and completely sore and it was like a cascading thing and finally like for this prep i learned my lesson i'm like okay let's maximize recovery let's maximize the fun in training and let's actually enjoy this and yeah you know it's gonna like it still needs to be very challenging but it doesn't need to be challenging to the point where you're like i do not want to do this it needs to be challenging to the point when you're like okay hell yeah let's let's do this Mm -hmm. and let's see if i can get you know let's see if i can beat last week Mm -hmm. you know let's do this yeah i'm not not trying to kill yourself yeah it's it's stepping up to the plate because you want to not because you feel like you have to Mm -hmm. you know so now I, sometimes you do have to, um, but, and I'm not saying like you have to go boss the wall, but sometimes like you do have to do it if you don't want to sure, do it. Yeah, sure. But that shouldn't be every single time. Yeah, it know? should, it should in some regard, you have to find a, a way to create a relationship with exercise to where you like it. Yeah. And whether that comes down to exercise selection, whether that comes to time of day, <laughs> frequency, length. Um, there's so many variables environment i mean the gym you're at whether you like to be at home whether i mean whatever that means man but Mm -hmm. like 
I truthfully think that we need to, we need to create like a positive relationship with, again, our brain, our spirit, whatever that means and training. We have to, we have to look at it through a lens of like, you know, I understand some people, it's not going to be your favorite thing that you do all day and that's okay. Some people, it's always going to be like a chore, a thing you have to check. But I refuse to sit here and think that there's not at least some way you can enjoy it. You literally yeah. get an endorphin rush when you finish working out, man. So yeah. we are we are literally created to enjoy movement mm-hmm. to whatever extent that is and whatever that means for the individual. But it's important that we it's important that we make it a positive relationship. Yeah, nourish that positivity mm-hmm. instead of you know fighting against it mm-hmm. and making it like this. Again, there's nothing wrong with attacking the bar and being aggressive, mm-hmm. but from the standpoint of working yourself up and, and loading up the caffeine and slamming the pre-workouts and, you know, blasting the screamo music in your ears. You know what I mean? Like there's there's a there's a fine line to all of it that you have to learn how to walk on to be to be successful long term. Yeah. You know? Like if, if you gotta pull that energy for your deadlift sets, great. Go for it. But if you gotta pull that energy for your prep work or your, your curls or, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're really killing yourself, man. You're really, you're really making it harder than it needs to be, you know? Yeah. And so I know I've, the, the times where I've injured myself were the times where I, you know, put an unnecessary amount of energy into the lifts and, you know, my form would break down and I'd just be lifting like a freaking psychopath Mm -hmm. and I could have gotten so much more gains and, you know, prevented months of you know recovery time if i had just chilled out a little yeah. bit and just done it right and you know like you said just had fun with it and not i'm i don't know this is kind of like a it's like a very fine line yeah you know like you, you need it to be challenging and, yeah especially you know, hard to do yeah but. especially when you're someone like you and i who it's it's more than just a hobby you know it's it's part of who you are and what you do you know because then you can really kill yourself with some of the the hard you know the hard sets the yeah. the aggressive sets the pound and the caffeine you know things like that so if you're someone who you know is is really deep in this is trying to get big is trying to get strong is and you're training whatever six days a week like you just have to be mindful of those things you know yeah and you got to be mindful of them i always forget about like you know the regular joe like you know if you're the regular joe have fun with it man yeah. like yeah like yeah. you maybe you don't have to lift weights maybe you can do you know other things but find you know, like Alex was saying, like you can choose exercise selection, you can choose time of day. Like there's yeah. so many things that you can, you know, choose to make it more enjoyable mm-hmm. and still get, you know, massive amounts of progress yeah. out of it. Yeah. So uh Bart Kwan of Barbell Brigade. <laughs> yeah. I've been man, I love I've that been dude. so I've been following um I've been following them since before they opened their first gym, which has been a ridiculous amount of years now. Like, cause he was one of my first, uh, fitness people to follow because I used to watch their comedy stuff like yes. before he was even putting out fitness uh-huh. stuff. But anyways, he made a post, gosh, man, it's been years now. And it's just one of those things that really like resonated with me and stuck with me that I like remember reading perfectly. But it was just, it was a video of him benching and it, he, I think he was going for 315 for whatever, a couple reps or something like that. And before his set, man, like he was just fucking like dancing and he was like shaking his head and he was just like being silly and singing whatever song. And then he got on the bench, he hit his set and he got up and then he was doing the same thing again. You know what I mean? And so yeah. it was just, it was interesting to me that he would like, he, and in the caption, it was just something like he liked to be like silly and like enjoyed and like essentially just be himself and, you know, 
try to love the process, but then set comes, let's turn it on, set's done, let's turn it off. Yeah, you, you got to learn I mean? how to flip that yeah, switch exactly. and be able to focus. Because mm-hmm. that's all it is at the end of the day is just... It's focus to, and how are you how are you getting that focus? Yeah, exactly. You know? And yeah. like George Lehman, Eric Lillybridge, um, those are two of like, you know, my those favorite... Those are OG power lifters. Yeah, yeah, those are two of, you know, some of my favorite power lifters and they talk about that and, you know, you can see it in their videos. They're, they're chilling in between their sets. They're not... You know they're they're not freaking. Oh. Yeah. You know with their headphones and just. Mm. Yeah. No, like they're talking, they're having fun. Mm-hmm. You know they're rolling their legs out. They're just. Yeah. But and then you know whenever it's time to go, well, okay, you know they flip yeah. that switch. And the cool thing about that is you're not wasting all of that energy. Yeah. In between the sets for the uh like you know the stuff that isn't important. Yeah. Um. And it's just lifting weights. Which don't is, be an asshole. Yeah. Like it's just lifting weights, man. Like, yeah, man. Yeah. I always thought that I had to have that switch, you know, turned on the whole time. But Me too. Yeah, whenever you have that, it's just, it's kind of like unproductive because then when you start feeling like you're unfocused, you're like, oh shit, I gotta focus. And yeah. Like, oh, why am I not focused? And you're like, <laughs> yeah, oh, and then you're just like, maybe if I shake my hand, get yeah, some yeah, yeah. No, no, no. yeah. And then I put on this new Screamo song and I turn my headphones up all the way and I give a dirty look to every single person in the gym. Like, yeah, bro. Yeah, it's like, like, that's not how you wanna function, man. Nah, that's nah. not how you're gonna get there long term. And then once you stop fighting that train and you just start, you know, being yourself and just having fun but and then you know flipping that switch when you need to like it's so much less stressful and you're able to focus a lot more whenever it's time to focus or at least i feel like i agree so yeah i agree stay off of the caffeine to not because you you just don't need it you know you can use your brain for a lot of these things Mm -hmm. you know and i don't know it's almost like just question why you're doing the stuff that you're the things that you're doing yeah because i know when it comes to like pre-workout and you know some of the supplements that i used to take it was because you know people that i watched on youtube or whatever was taking them so i was like oh okay i need to do that and that's the same with you know the the amounts that i would take like for um my pre-workout there's this powerlifter named ray williams he talks about whenever he has to do a insanely heavy squat that he takes three scoops of pre-workout and, you know, he's like 460 pounds. So, you know, maybe three scoops is good for him. But who am I at, you know, 237 pounds to be taking three scoops, yeah. like 600, almost size, 700 yeah, sure. milligrams of caffeine? Like, I'm going to be freaking trying to sleep at night, like, yeah, like feeling your heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah, dude, like that. Exactly. Heck no, man. Yeah. And I've also always just had this thing, too, where, you know, maybe crutch is the wrong word, but like, I've never wanted to feel like I have to rely on anything for my session. That's a very good. good point. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and I, and you know, I'm, I like I said, I'll take some black coffee pre workout, whatever. So yeah, you can sit here and nitpick and say that that's that. But you know, my point is, is like, I feel like if I don't have this crazy concoction of pre workout and pre workout meals and a certain sodium intake and carbohydrate pre training, like. Yeah. You know, it's one thing if you're a top tier athlete or something like that, but it's another thing if you're an average Joe, like that should not be the determinant. And a lot of the times we start to think it is like, I know a lot of people will get in their head and think like, oh, my session's going to suck because I didn't get the perfect pre-workout meal or because I ran out of my pre-workout and I only had a quarter scoop instead of a full scoop. Like it's, it's just, it seems silly to me. It seems silly to me. Like at the end of the day, you're the one driving the boat, man. You don't, yeah. you don't get to create an excuse around a pre-workout. You don't get to create an excuse around supplementation or anything like that. Like, sure, is it going to help you with a pump or, or help you feel more awake and alert? Yeah, maybe. But, like, you're, at the end of the day, like, your effort should be the same. 
Yeah, that's true. I like that. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, your effort should be the same. Yeah. And I know like one of the assumptions that I always had was I can't lift heavy unless it's the evening um, just because, you know, I have all my calories yeah. you know, for the evening. But and then like Skylar Brandt and a couple other powerlifters, like, you know, they'll lift early as hell in the morning yeah. or like literally at, you know, 12 a.m. at night. Yeah. And that kind of, you know, showed me, well, hey, it really doesn't matter the time of day. It's just... It's a routine. You know, and yeah, you have to go in and yeah. yeah, that's true. You know, if you're if you're the person that works out in the mornings, then you know your morning workouts yeah. would probably be better. Oh yeah, some um, of my best training sessions are fasted. Some of my best. Yeah, fasted. Two thirty five for twenty. It was fasted. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, I feel I feel pretty good on an empty stomach first thing in the morning. That's crazy. I know when I'm like running and doing cardio and stuff, then I really like doing fasted cardio. Yeah, that man. that just feels good. yeah and i don't know that might be a bro sciencey thing too i don't know if we really have a ton of research on that but i know that when i was prepping for this last show i was doing an hour of cardio every day and most days it was fasted first thing in the morning yeah. and it just feels good just yeah. feels good especially if i would take uh some beetroot powder then just to like really get the blood flowing like i would end oh, up with like some gnarly bro. quad veins and stuff like it was a good feeling bro, quad veins sure. are pretty cool man I'm i agree gonna lie. yeah that's uh, that's when i start to feel like i'm really actually getting lean is when i can see some veins in my quads bro i have some veins in my left quad some in my right but mostly in my left and after my leg day dude I, they're all they're like they're just yeah. flowing through my legs, <laughs> yeah. bro. And I'll make sure to walk around with my like your legs, your my sleeves rolled up. up. Yeah, dude. Um, since I lost the ten pounds, um, I actually have legs going down or veins going down my calves now. Wow. Yeah, Damn, dude. Man, that's crazy. So I don't know if they're here right now, but after after I ate my uh, two lunches yesterday, it was just whew. yeah. You know, that's that's just all carbs and yeah. beef. I'm and gonna be sodium. honest, man. I think I've trained legs once in like the last month month and a half maybe Dang. now i'm doing deads twice a week but, still, but i'm talking about like you know dedicated leg training i've done probably one solid leg session in the last month and a half why? it's just nowhere near my top priority man oh at i've done three shows my legs were too big at every single one of them so oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so really it's just because i'm trying to bring everything else up to speed but um I do, I do i do really recovered. enjoy yeah but i really do enjoy um training legs so yeah, dude, legs just feels uh, so good to train. Dude, I can't wait till, you know, after I'm done with the powerlifting thing and, you know, I get to just have fun yeah. training again. Yeah. I am having fun right now, but still, it's almost like I have to, I can't do cardio. Like, I can't be running and stuff. Um, I can't do, like... You should be doing some kind of cardio. You should be do, running. I do, I do be, walk. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, just keep walking, man. Yeah, but don't be fucking running or anything. Yeah, no, no, no. yeah but, like, I want to run, dude. Dude, it's um, funny you say that. Running is, I found has been more detrimental for most of my clients than has is it all the joints and stuff yeah 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 always i believe it always yeah it's like my back hurts and my knee hurts and it's like well it didn't it didn't hurt last week what'd you do well i ran three miles yesterday when was the last time you ran 10 years ago that's what i was about to say that's the big problem yeah Yeah. Yeah. like people are they're yeah they just go all into things Mm -hmm. that they're not used to doing and it's like well what do you expect yeah, yeah but anyways anyways so yeah but nah man when you're done with this meet we should uh we should link up and do some coaching. Yeah, dude, That'd I want awesome. to. And then I want to do like a recomp. That's I don't what we should do. I don't know. People That's say a recomp. Do. I don't even exactly what know what do. that means, but I'm going to do it. That'd be awesome. Do some good PTC marketing. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah bro. Cool. Let's do it. All right, man. Let's wrap this one up. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs>